college football season. I, I love this time of year. Um, and maybe not as much as my wife. My Her dad taught her really well. She loves college football. Uh, we're going to see a lot of this at our house. Quick here. Gators rush for it. Does come out quickly. And it's complete for the tight end, Brandon Jordan. And he's got space and a crease and a first down across the 45. To make that play. Tommy Townsend takes off on the fake. Can he get there? Now, those, those were two very different but successful plays. There was a pass play and a fake punt. Uh, but they both helped make progress down the field. Now, before those plays happened, they huddled up. Here's a picture of a huddle. The quarterback's calling the plays. They're all looking to him. He's, he's calling their number. And then before that... The coach drew up the play on the board, so, you know, the team would get familiar with how to coordinate their efforts when the ball's hike, and then it's compiled into uh, a playbook, and that really helps the team coordinate when the ball's hiked to get the ball down the field. Today, we're calling this Fall Kickoff Sunday, and... We're looking today at how we're going to accomplish our mission this fall so that we can better coordinate our efforts. Our mission has eternal value. It's really important as God uses our church to accomplish his purpose for us here in this place. And we want everyone who joins in to know how how to help the team if you want to. How to help make progress down the field. We've stated our mission here at Church of the Valley is this. Our mission is to invite our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. You'll notice at the very center of our mission is discovering Christ. And this is our assignment from Jesus himself. This is the assignment he gave his followers After his death and resurrection, he spent the better part of 40 days with his first followers, and they would be key to launching the Christian movement uh, through the centuries. It's still growing today. But Jesus' last words to his followers were this, his first followers, before he ascended to heaven. Here's what he said. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. We're part of the end of the earth thing. (laughs) We're on the other side of the world from where this mission started. But in this statement here, he zeroed in on the role of the first followers in launching the movement. You will be my witnesses. These guys had spent three years watching Jesus do some amazing things. I mean, he did amazing stuff. He was not only ministering to them, not only serving them and trying to grow them in their understanding of God and who he is and what he came to do. Not only that, but he was preparing them to launch the Christian movement. This this was what he was up to, and he gives them 
he reminds them, really, of their core assignment here in this passage, to be witnesses. Jesus commanded them to witness, to tell others about what he had done in their own lives, to explain how Jesus is the bridge so that we can know God and walk with him. This is their mission. It's our mission, too. This is, this is what we're all about. Since we follow Jesus, this is why we exist as a church, and this is our role as church members, as part of the body of the church, and also as individual members of it. In the DNA message series that we just completed, we spent two weeks drawing up our strategy. We, we explained it, we laid it out. It's like the playbook of our team here at Church in the Valley. We, we need to know our strategy so we can coordinate our efforts. Uh, this is what we're doing today. We're going over our playbook so that we can see the major events and the opportunities this fall based on our strategy. Strategy answers the question, how do we accomplish our mission? That's what a strategy is. How, How do we fulfill what God's told us to do? We encourage the habit of going to four different places on what we've called our strategy map in order to fulfill the work that God has given us to do and it also helps us grow individually if we keep going to these places. So if you, if you look inside your program, there's a fall big rock calendar. And we've called it the big rock calendar because the way we plan is we put the big rocks, the major events in the calendar first, and then we let everything else fall around them. This is our big rock calendar and you can see our strategy here. On this calendar at the top, attend the worship service, serve on a team, connect in a group or event, plug into a learning environment. And the idea is, as you build habits of going to these places, and as you go to them over and over and over again, our mission is accomplished. And you yourself grow. This is, this is how we accomplish our work here at Church in the Valley. So we wanted to lay it out there today. This is a very different kind of message and a different service kind of thing. But we wanted to lay it out there so that we, we could all coordinate our efforts. The first place on our strategy map is the worship service. And we want to make a habit, encourage people to make a habit of attending the worship service. We put a tremendous amount of effort into Sunday mornings. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of work. There's, uh, you know, 40 or 50 people who come together and they start early. They put the thing together. And we do this because Sunday mornings are so important to accomplishing our mission. It's the front door for many folks that don't go to church. It's the front door It's the first place they go to become a part of it. So we, we, we aim to create an environment here that welcomes guests, that makes them feel comfortable. And we keep this in mind as we go about 
our Sunday morning because it is the front door of the church community. You and I contribute to the mission here on Sundays by inviting our family and friends and neighbors to attend worship, especially on big days. Big days, we call them big days, uh, and they're relatively big for us. Um, but they're days, big days are called that because it's, they're days throughout the year, there are five or six of them, when folks who don't go to church normally are more likely to come. Now what's interesting is that surveys have shown that the vast majority of people, uh, would respond to an invitation by a family member or a friend to attend church with them. The, the survey I read, I wasn't going to quote it, but I'll go ahead and say uh, 80% is what, what they, they gathered through this poll. And so this, is a, this makes Sunday mornings really important. Next Sunday is our first big day of the fall, and we're sending out a mailer to folks in the neighborhood um, it'd be great if you want to invite a friend. We're starting a message series called How to Make a Bad Decision. And that's really not what we're shooting for, teaching you how to make a bad decision. But what we're doing is we're, we're digging into four of the worst decisions ever made that you find in the Bible. And we're looking at the, the core elements of those decisions so that we can learn how to make wise decisions, so that we can learn how to, to do good decisions. So we're going to spend some time in the book of Proverbs, which was packed with wisdom on decision-making. And we're going to look at the stories first, then we're going to go to the principles God's given us for wise decision-making uh, as we move along. Uh, our second big day in the fall is our Christmas service. Um, really winter, December 22nd, but we don't, it all blends together here in Southern California, doesn't it? (laughs) Who knows, is it fall, winter? We know it's summer, okay, it's been really hot, we got that figured out, but um, anyway, so Christmas, December 22nd, you can see these events that we're going to be talking about in the message on the, the Big Rock calendar there. And I'm going to invite Thad Lanthrop up, and he's going to share the importance of our teams to create the environment here on Sundays and at our events. So our second place on the strategy map is to serve on a team. Uh, Sunday service teams play a huge role in Church in the Valley accomplishing its mission. Really amazing when you think about what happens on a Sunday morning. We have 40, about 40 volunteers banding together to turn this school into a worship area, worship service. Got the kids area. You know, in in football, we're talking about football, and in football, the offense drives the ball towards the end zone with the goal of getting in uh, the end zone to score a touchdown. And what happens here on Sunday mornings is like a five-and-a-half-hour drive of, of accomplishing our mission that, that we have here on Sundays. And the drive looks a little bit like this. You'll see just a, a video here. 
of a blank room and, hey, stuff there. And then the blank gym, oh my goodness, it's a kid's own classroom. It's amazing what happens on Sunday mornings as these different teams work together, pulling the same way to get things done. At 7 a.m., the church truck pulls in. This is what the drive looks like. Church truck rolls in, the operations setup team starts unloading cases, setting up the stage, setting up the chairs, setting up the gym, the nursery, the kids' own classrooms. The worship team starts rolling in a little bit after that, and they're getting their instruments ready to, to do a sound check at 8.15 a.m. The technology team comes in at 7.30 to start getting the sound ready, and then at 8 to get what we're looking at on the screens um, ready to go. The hospitality team comes at around 8.45 a.m. Uh, to make this place look inviting um, for, for all of us get ready to host um, us well. Kids' own team shows up around 9. They've already got their, their lessons uh, ready to go, but then they're setting up the kids' own classrooms. The nursery team comes at 9 as well, and they're cleaning the nursery area, getting it ready, clean for the, the uh, babies. Then the parking team comes around 9.15, ready to greet us, welcome us, be a good first face um, as we come in, direct, direct people to where they go. Uh, greeting team comes in a little after that, and they're ready to engage us, help us all um, to get where we need to go. And then we have our service. We're here for an hour, hour and five minutes is our goal, and we tear it all down, get ready for next week. That's a lot of effort to do this. So why? Why do we put in the effort to do it all? It's because the Sunday service is key to fulfilling our mission of inviting our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. The research shows that whenever we go to someplace new, whether it's a church or it's a, a um, restaurant or a place to shop, we make up our mind within the first 4 to 11 minutes if we're ever going to go back to that place. I recently went to a new restaurant, and I spent the first 11-plus minutes in line. And I figured, okay, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm not going to just say I'm never coming back. But then I got up to the front, and I felt like an inconvenience to them for ordering food at the restaurant. And then I'm, I'm going through the line. Now, the food was good, so I did go back because the food was good, and um, I wanted to see if it was going to be a pleasant experience, but it, it wasn't again. So I, I don't know. We, we, I'll probably go back every once in a while, but not as much as if I would have had a good experience within the, four to, the first 4 to 11 minutes. Um, but that Sunday mornings are very important. So the way that we set things up to be invited, the way the music sounds, the service flows, the way the teachers interact with the kids, and the way our hospitality and greeters engage with us all, it, it, how, how they help us to get to where we're going, all of that communicates that our neighbors are welcome here. And helping people to discover Christ, to begin to further a relationship with him or begin a relationship with God, when you serve on a team, you're a part of that. You're a part of the life change that's happening on Sunday mornings in people's lives. 
I'd like to invite Val Rangel um, up here, and I've asked her just to share some of her experience of serving um, on, a te- on teams here at Church in the Valley. So Val, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how long you've been coming around here. Yeah, um, I have been coming to Church in the Valley for about 13 years, and I currently uh, do sales um, for their international um, department in, uh, at Niagara in Ontario. Um, how did you get involved or started serving at mm-hmm. Church in the Valley? Yeah, so as I joined, um, I started with the hospitality team. It just seemed to kind of fit where I am most gifted. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, how has serving on a team grown your relationship to God and others? Yeah. Um, so regarding um, growing my relationship with God, God has really helped me see the areas that I need to grow in by serving on a team. Um, one of the values that I caught while serving was working with excellence, and, and that value has really blessed all areas of my life. And um, the other, um, working with people, it's just it's fun to rub shoulders to shoulders, and some of my really good friends have come out of serving. So, yeah. That's great. And what do you enjoy most about serving? Um, I I really enjoy um, helping the mission. I've been part of teams at work where people are not doing their job, and you get impact. You feel the impact, and so I just see the value of you know being part of a team. So, and then um, yeah, just getting to know people and finding ways to love and serve them. So that's great. Thanks, Val. Serving on a team is joining in on the mission that God has given us uh, here at Church in the Valley to love him and and love other people. So I'd like, uh, I want to invite you to uh, take a look at that Fall Big Rock calendar that uh, we were just looking at a moment ago. Uh, Look at the serve on a team section. And I just want to encourage you, if you're not currently serving on a team, just consider it or um, just take a look at what's on there. You can sign up for a team today by writing on the back of the connection card um, that you'd like to join a team. Um, you're not signing up for a team. We're not locked in if you do that. Um, we will send you a short video and a survey to fill out to just test things out. You can try a team for a couple weeks, see if you'd like to continue to do that. Um, there's also three events coming up that you'll see on the, um, the Big Rock calendar there that are coming up this fall, and you might just want to try out serving one time with us. Get to know us here at Church in the Valley, um, and if you'd like to do one of those events, you can just write serve and the name of the event on there. we got a movie uh, night coming up. We've got next week is our uh, big day. We have coffee and donuts, and so there'll be extra help needed um, for that, but serving on a team, it's a great next step um, to take if you're already attending Church in the Valley regularly. Uh, You can come a little early, stay a little late, and be a part of the team and the work that God is doing um, and get to know the community here at Church in the Valley. Matt Sprinkle is going to come up, and he's going to talk about the third place on our strategy map. Good morning. Oh, I didn't have it on. That's a good first impression. Hi, I'm Matt, and uh, I'm associate pastor over groups and events, and I wanted to talk about how our groups and events fit into our strategy at Church in the Valley. So for my wife and I, uh, being a part of small groups at Church in the Valley have been one of the key ways that we've grown. I know that's been the case for many of you as well. And uh, when you get involved in groups uh, at our church, um, you really get encouragement 
uh, training, accountability, and a group of people who can be with you as you go through the ups and downs of life, that can celebrate with you and encourage you. Because in our, in our relationship to Christ as Christians, we need constant encouragement in our faith. It's just easy to get discouraged, to get off track. And so what groups do is they provide something like a huddle where week after week you get with people who are sharing how they are trusting God and how God is working in their lives, people who can encourage you, who, who are following up with you, who are helping you, people who you can enjoy life with. And what that does is that motivates you. It gives you courage. It, gives you, it helps you uh, in your faith. And as you go out into your world around the people that God has placed in your life, you see things differently. You see opportunities around you to, to love people, to serve them, to share Christ with them. And being a part of a group that meets regularly is a key part of that. That's true for us here that are adults and are signing up for community groups. That's also true for our students that are here in the student ministry. There's a lot of other places you can be involved, but plugging into the student ministry, attending the events that we do, it helps you grow in your faith, which is our goal in the student ministry. And so I like to ask that you take out your, your program that has um, the, the groups catalog in it. Take a look at some of the groups that are still open. And if you haven't signed up for a group yet, I want to encourage you to find one that uh, works for you, that's open on a night that you like, and sign up to go to the first meeting. At the first meeting, you're going to find out uh, the details, the schedule. You're going to see some of the people. You're not committing to being in the group. Nobody's going to call and track you down if you decide it doesn't fit. But you may find that joining a group is the best decision that you've made all year. In fact, I've asked uh, one of our members here at Church in the Valley, Caleb Collins, to come up and to share about uh, when he and his wife, Elise, first moved here from Texas several years ago. Uh, by the way, Caleb, is uh, he's a, a director in the junior high school, the student ministry here, and he's a teacher. But when they moved here from, from Texas, uh, they got involved in a group, and I asked him to share why he thinks that was a good decision. So, Caleb, could you share about that? Yeah, so we moved out here. I got a scholarship to go to grad school at APU. Um, we left behind some key things for our lives, family, support, networks, um, and our jobs. And so we came out kind of starting over. And around this time, we got the opportunity at CIV to connect in a group. And um, there were some things to consider for us in order to really take that step, uh, one of which was financially. I had a low-paying hourly job working for the athletic department at APU, so I'd work the soccer games, the football games, and um, it was on Thursday night, so it was the group. So I had to let go of the little income that I had um, to, to take that step for the group, um, and that was hard. Another one was academically. I was full-time in grad school and trying to be full-time at work, so I had to give up another night of study. Socially, we didn't know anyone. Um, so starting over completely, going to a group and saying, oh, hi, this is me, that was another barrier. And then lastly, now we had a four-month-old child. Many of you have kids, and I didn't. I didn't want to push him too much. I was worried about him just not getting to bed on time. We lived in Azusa, coming to Ontario, two hours. He's going to get to bed late. And that was a concern for me. It's my first kid. I didn't know. I don't want to break him. Um, he's, he's five now, so he's doing great. Um, yeah, but we got some timely advice that said essentially to prioritize God and his people over those concerns. And God really came through for us when we did that. And on all the areas I had concerns, God helped us and our family get traction and more. Um, financially, just perspective, our marriage, parenting. Um, so I just want to encourage you, if you're still considering joining a group or not, or this is the first time you've heard about it, uh, it's definitely worth it. Thank you. Thanks, Caleb. 
So maybe some of those things that he said that were his concerns or your concerns. And so, uh, as he said, it's really it's a good decision. And so I want to encourage you to sign up for a group, go to the first meeting and see if it's a good fit for you. Uh, something else we do here to help move our mission forward is we, we have a whole bunch of events that go on at Church in the Valley uh, that are really uh, opportunities for us to invite our friends to, to get around the community. A lot of people um, come to church for the first time at a worship service like this, as Randy and, and Thad said. But some people, uh, they're not comfortable with that. And so we have um, a variety of, of events that we do throughout the year. And uh, one of them uh, is called meetups. And so in your program, like uh, Thad said in the announcements, we're going to be going to the program a lot. So if you open up your program again, you can see there's a sheet in there. It's a half sheet. It says meetups. And so meetups are basically fun things you'd want to do, but you never get around to planning it. It's Friday night. You have some time. You're like, man, I wish I wish I could get a bunch of people together and go do this. But, you know, people aren't available. And so some of the people here at Church in the Valley have uh, volunteered to organize some really fun events uh, for you to come to, but also to invite your neighbors to come to. And so I have uh, I have friends who who aren't yet uh, Christ followers and they're still figuring it all out for themselves, which is which is great. And uh, they don't want to come to church, but they want to come to a disc golf meetup. They want to play ultimate frisbee. And they met a lot of you guys here at Church in the Valley, and uh, we're not weird, which is actually a shock to my my coworker, which is which is fine. Um, I really want to help people know Christ because Christ has transformed my life, and uh, that's really happened. And so. I want to be a person who reaches out and invites more people. And so meetups are a great way for me to do that. Uh, there are some meetups that are going to be meeting once, like there's a basketball game at Cal Baptist, uh, free tickets, free parking. That's a great one. I want to encourage you to sign up for that one. But there's also some meetups that are going to be reoccurring monthly. So each month, uh, a cr- group of people are going to be getting together to see a movie, to play some disc golf. There'll, there's some meetups for um, moms to uh, do play dates and, and go to the park. And if you're interested in getting more information about the meetup, then just put the number of the meetup that you're interested in on the connection card. Drop it in the offering, and then the leader will send you an email with all the details. And again, I want to encourage you to go to one meetup this fall and to invite your friends to come with you. Uh, finally, uh, the last thing is events uh, that are a little bit bigger. And so we're going to be doing a movie in the park on October 11th at North Celebration Park, which is in South Ontario. Uh, Our church used to meet in Diamond Bar. We moved our meeting place to Ontario so that we could better reach out to this new and growing community here. And there's a great park there, and uh, many of you live in that area. And so we're going to be showing Toy Story 4 on October 11th, uh, starting at 630. And it's going to be a big event. We're going to have, you know, free concessions, great prizes, uh, we're trying to get Buzz and Woody to show up and take pictures with the kids. And we want to encourage you to come and also to invite everybody because this is a great opportunity for people. You know, there are a lot of families in our area who work, they get home late, they're tired, and this would be a great thing for them and their family. They can just show up. Their kids are going to love it. They get to enjoy it with one another. You know, dad and mom get to be the hero for the night. There's a lot of great things for them to do, and uh, we want to love and serve our city. And this is, this is a big thing for us, but we think it's a great way to do it. And we're going to invite them to come and, and join in in what we're doing here. And we hope to have lots of people come. So uh, if you have this Big Rock calendar, one of the good things you can do is, is put these things down in your calendar so that you can be praying for them, so that you can participate in them. And we'll be giving you guys some uh, promotional material in the next couple of weeks that you can share uh, with those around you. So uh, I really want to encourage you to, to take a step uh, to connect in a group, 
to connect in a meetup or, or connect in an event. And it's a great way for you to grow. It's a great way for us to team up and to move the mission forward. And the last place uh, on our strategy map is learning environments. So I'm going to invite up Pastor Randy to, uh, to wrap us up. Thank you, Matt. Uh, we create learning environments here at Church in the Valley with the focus of growing in godliness. Godliness may seem like a mysterious term, but it only means to live a God-referenced life. So what we do in our learning environments is we, we focus on how to do that. How does that, how does the Bible, what does it say about decision making or what does it say about marriage or parenting? What does it say about using our time, our finances, our resources? This is incredibly valuable. That's what you find in scripture. First Timothy four, seven and eight. It says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, Train yourself in godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Godliness, discovering it, how to live it, is like discovering buried treasure. I mean, that's, that's the picture you see in this passage. It is incredibly valuable, and what I've found... Often, as I learn what Scripture says about one area, it doesn't stay confined to that area. The patterns I build and the perspectives that I gain spill over into other areas as well. So our our focus in the learning environments is how to obey Jesus in the different areas, which is a, a major way that we accomplish our mission because remember I said at the center of our mission is discovering Christ. Jesus himself said that as you obey him, you get to know him better and better. John fourteen twenty one says, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him and show myself to him. So it's as we're obeying Jesus, as we're stepping out to put the word of God, the Bible, into practice, that we learn more about him, that we discover him. So that's what we try to do in our learning environments. We try to figure out how do we obey Jesus in this area. It's what we do in our messages as well, because what you find in Scripture is, uh, especially in the book of James, James uh, talks about the blessing is found in practicing God's word. It's found in living it out. So we focus our learning environments and our messages, too, on how, how do we do that. And what you have to do to discover Godliness in a specific area is you have to dig for it. It's like buried treasure. You have to dig. And so it takes a concentrated effort, takes some thought, and we do that in our learning environments. We have two learning environments this fall. The first one is called the Difference Maker Workshop, and we're going to dig in here and figure out how to use our everyday life for eternal impact. As we share our faith, and 
help others get to know Christ or come to know who he is. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions, obviously, but who he really is. Um, we, we crystallize in our heart and mind uh, the truths. So in this workshop, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the key components of the core message of Christianity. We're going to dig into what those are, ways to share it with others clearly, how to share your own story of what Jesus has done in your own life uh, in a concise way, and how we can team together as a church body and as fellow church members to bring others to know him as they want to, as it makes sense. On October 19th, we are offering a workshop on the building blocks of wise decisions. And, you know, since we're doing a message series that dissects bad decisions, we thought it'd be important to focus some time on how to make wise decisions. And we're going to look more deeply at how to get God's guidance for the decisions we make in life. Uh, and you'll learn how to get that guidance in this in this uh, workshop. God guides us, but a lot of the calls that we make are judgment calls. We're trying to figure out what he wants in a specific area with a specific decision. Um, should I pursue this career? Should I take this job? Should I buy this house? Should I date this person? We're, there's a range of questions that we are trying to answer as we walk through life and it's really important to get God's guidance on those things. So we've spent this morning walking through major events, our playbook for the fall, for accomplishing our strategy. And if we coordinate our effort and work together to accomplish our mission, we may be able to experience something like this. On this defense this year, too. Hurts after the play pick, dumps it off in the flag. Jeremiah Hall lunging for the pylon, and it's a touchdown. Hey, the celebration started. That was good. Those, those, those are games that were played last week. I realized there were a lot of games yesterday I didn't have updated footage from. But um, anyway, we've drawn up our plays. The point is this. We've drawn up our plays here at... Church of the Valley for the fall so that we can coordinate our effort so that as we walk into it, we can work together to accomplish our mission. If you're new, we're glad you're here. Now you know what we focus on, what we're all about. Um, there, there are other reasons, obviously, that we do worship. There, there are other reasons that we serve and have groups and uh, learning environments, but we wanted to highlight how they actually help us accomplish our mission this morning. So I would love to invite you, if you would, to consider taking a next step this morning. Uh, if you would, take time fill, filling out the part of your connection card that you haven't been able to complete yet, if you'd like to. And then here's some next steps that we could take. My next step today is to invite a neighbor family member or friend to attend next week's big day. A second one is to take my next step by. Now, we've given you quite a menu of options <laughs> for next steps. And you may want to take 
several of them. We'd love that. Uh, but you may also have been thinking, hey, I want to, this is my next step, my one next step that I want to take in response to what we've been talking about this morning. And write that into the blank there, if you would. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the community that you've put together here at Church in the Valley. We honor you, Lord God, for the way that you work through us to encourage one another, to help one another, to strengthen each other, to know you better, to discover more and more of who you are and how you want to help us in our lives. Father, I pray your blessing over our efforts this fall, that you'd be honored, that you'd be pleased in everything that goes on, and that you would give us the strength and the power to take the next steps that you've laid on our heart to take. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.